The Voice by LGBTQ plus youth and music only on Sin. This is Loud and Queer. Queer. Welcome to Loud and Queer, the voice for queer youth and music on Sin. You're here with me, Bailey. My pronouns are they, them. I'm coming to you from Wamba Wamba and Prepa Prepa Land, and I would like to acknowledge the, that sovereignty was never ceded, and I would like to also acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, past, present, and future. Um, you might be wondering what I'm doing here in the middle of your week, uh, knowing that Loud and Queer usually comes out on a Sunday or a Monday. I'm here to introduce a a new initiative by Transgender Victoria, among many other organisations. And that initiative is Rainbow Vaccine Week, and that's this week. And um, really, it's about if you haven't gotten your COVID vaccine yet, it's all about making that a lot easier for LGBTQIA plus people. So um, stay tuned. I've got an interview coming up for you, but here I will just quickly... um, give you a bit of a rundown about what it's all about and where you can go get your COVID vaccine safely and comfortably. A group of Melbourne-based youth, health and LGBTQIA plus organisations have come together to help some of Victoria's most vulnerable young people and queer community members access COVID vaccines. The partner organisations backing the pop-up clinic are Drummond Street Services, Co-Health, Youth Support Plus Advocacy Service, and Transgender Victoria and Odyssey House Victoria. The clinic is set up to be a safe, warm and welcoming environment and amongst, you know, familiar environments too for trans and gender diverse people, people living in public housing, people from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds, people with substance use issues, disabled people and people living with disability and people experiencing homelessness. Today I spoke with Mama Alto, she, her, CEO of Transgender Victoria. You can hear more about it right now. My name is Mama Alto, pronouns she, her, and I'm the CEO at Transgender Victoria. Okay, you know, through TGV, what have you uh, noticed uh, in terms of LGBTQ plus people how they navigate the pandemic or what's impacted them the most? I think for a lot of LGBTIQA plus people, the level of isolation and uncertainty of the pandemic has been very challenging. A lot of LGBTIQA plus people feel that isolation might have been a a through thread of their lives, um, particularly before coming out and finding community. And in some ways for many people, the pandemic took that away the very necessary kind of restrictions that we've had to live under to prevent uh, mass death and illness from from this virus have also actually cut us off from the community spaces and chosen families and places where we gather as queer people. And then I think we also have seen, now that we are emerging from restrictions and starting to get some of our freedoms back, um, we have to all band together for this vaccine effort because vaccinations work best when as many people in the population are vaccinated, but also keeping in mind there are some people for very valid reasons who can't get vaccinated. Mm. So we really wanted to come together for this Rainbow Vaccine Week and find ways to support our community to get as many people who can be vaccinated as possible uh, to get their jab or what we're calling their hashtag fab jab. 
<laughs> so that we can uh, step out again as a community, so that we can gather and come together and really be able to express ourselves. Uh, because really, as, as LGBTIQA plus people, as queer people, a lot of our expression comes from connecting with community, whether that's at events, whether that's at social outings, whether that's in gatherings. It's not always within that uh, nuclear family household context uh, that many people might rely on during a pandemic. Mm, definitely. And um, have you noticed any ways that, you know, there might be some kind of surprising upshots of the pandemic that, um, you know, I think um, queer people are very adaptive and they're always looking for that connection. Have you noticed any ways that people have been adapting to be able to come together? I mean, through my work at TGV and then also through my previous role, which was in artist development at Midsummer Festival, what really has been an unexpected upside of the pandemic is the kind of accessibility, inclusion and equity that moving online creates. Um, and these are the kind of access accommodations that people in the disability community have been asking for for a long time. Things like flexible working hours, working online, remote working, working from home, but also being able to attend theatre events, trivia nights, uh, all kinds of events online. And even though for many of us we complain and say oh, it's not quite the same, for some people during the pandemic it's been the first time they can access those spaces in safety and comfort uh, from their own homes because of that greater level of access that online provides. So I think moving forward uh, as we come out of the pandemic, we have to find ways to deliver those hybrid experiences that have online participation options because it just provides access to a greater range of people. Mm, for sure. And I think that hybrid thing is something we're really going to be starting to see in the next few months uh, if all if everything goes well and fingers crossed that it does. Um, and obviously there will be those people that can't get vaccinated, like you said, that will have to stay home and they might want to participate online as well. Um, so what is the message? Um, you know, you've come together with a, a whole group of fantastic LGBT organisations and asking people to get vaccinated this week. Um, do you want to tell me a bit about how that's working and what the message is? Definitely. So this week is Rainbow Vaccine Week, and it's really encouraging people from LGBTIQA plus communities to come forward and get either their first or their second dose of the vax. And um, also addressing some of the unique challenges and drivers of vaccine hesitancy um, across many communities, across LGBTIQA plus communities, across people experiencing homelessness, uh, people with disability, people with histories of substance uh, use, people from uh, culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds and trans and gender diverse people. What we have kind of realised uh, across our organisations in coming together and in talking to our communities is that the mainstream idea of vaccine hesitancy focuses on anti-vaxxers or conspiracy theorists. But actually, when you talk to community members, a lot of people have very valid anxieties and fears around the vaccine itself or around attending vaccination sites, especially some of these big, uh, where you can feel very exposed, very big public venues with lots of people. So, for example, that might look like a trans and gender diverse person being anxious about the real or perceived risk of being misgendered by vaccine providers. It might be people afraid of casual homophobia from the crowds at a vaccine site if they're attending with their partner. Might be someone who's disabled and has a support person who goes with them 
and they want some privacy and dignity and they're worried that at one of these big centres it might not happen, whether from staff or from uh, just the crowds of people at a vaccine site. A lot of our staff at a lot of those places are working very hard and they do a great job. Um, but, you know, we wanted to address these anxieties people have. So Rainbow Vaccine Week is providing pop-up vaccine clinics for people to get their fab jab in an inclusive and, uh, and familiar environment. It's about meeting communities where they're at, places like Drummond Street Services in Carlton, like the Victorian Pride Centre in St Kilda, and your community health in Preston. And that's places where LGBTIQA plus community members already feel comfortable and feel a level of trust and familiarity that they might not in a big pop-up vaccine centre. Um, and sim similarly, the Drummond Street uh, Services Centre, which TGV Transgender Victoria is so proud to be collaborating on, um, a few different partner organisations representing different marginalised groups has, have come together, including CoHealth, the Youth Support and Advocacy Service, and Odyssey House Victoria. So it's about ensuring that equity of vaccine access, that people, no matter what their diversity, no matter who they are, can access the vaccine at community centres and trusted services uh, where they feel comfortable and included and safe. And that way, the more of us that can get vaxxed, the better. Mm, fantastic. And this is like obviously tricky with lack of government support in gathering data on queer people, which we've seen with the census and things like that. So in terms of um, statistics, do you know how many queer people might be hesitant to go and get the vaccine? Or is it anecdotal things that told you, such as people writing into you to say that they're fearful or they want support from TGV? Yeah, we don't have a lot of data on LGBTIQA plus vaccine hesitancy, uh, not a lot of statistical data, but yes, as you said, it's that anecdotal data, people who had approached TGV and some of our other services and the government health department and services uh, who we have been working together with to promote Rainbow Vaccine Week and Fab Jab, including through the involvement of the new Commissioner for LGBTIQ plus communities, Todd Fernando. Um, but a lot of people had sent in uh, to talk particularly about their anxieties around misgendering or transphobia, particularly in cases where their Medicare card or their ID documents that they needed to present at certain sites um, didn't match their name or their gender presentation that they are presenting with in everyday life. So to work with that, the vaccine hubs uh, for Rainbow Vaccine Week are part of that. But we've also, through the FabJab website, um, which you can find via Joy or via FabJab online, um, through them, all of our organisations came together to create a resource that is a fact sheet for vaccine providers and a letter template for trans and gender diverse people getting vaccinated so that you can discreetly and safely express to someone, you know, my appearance might not match my ID, the name I use isn't the name on my ID. The pronouns might not match the gender marker on my ID. And so that I can feel comfortable and safe and respected, um, please use this name to refer to me, even though my Medicare card said, says this. Um, that's quite a useful tool for people to use to uh, combat the vaccine hesitancy of uh, being misgendered. And of course, everyone makes mistakes and um, there's often no malice involved if you turn up and a clinician or a medical professional looks at your Medicare card and assumes based on the name or pronouns there. 
But at the same time, a lot of people have very real anxieties, very valid anxieties about then having to explain themselves when that happens, particularly if it's in front of a huge queue of people at a vaccine site. Mm. So the combination of rainbow vaccine hubs that have that cultural understanding of LGBTIQA plus diversity and also the resources and tools like this letter template to avoid misgendering, we're hoping those tools can really help people come along, have a positive experience getting their vaccine, um, reduce that anxiety that might lead to hesitancy. Um, and there are similar stories across other parts of the community about why they might be anxious in coming forward. So that's what this week's really all about, these trusted community sites, meeting communities where we're at so that we have accessible, inclusive, trusted environments uh, to get the jab. Mm, definitely. And that's actually a fantastic idea. I hadn't thought of uh, having a letter um, to go in with just because, yeah, that's, that's um, you know, it can be a very short visit. Um, and I had my second jab yesterday and my visit was only maybe two minutes, but I got misgendered a whole bunch of times and it, you know, wasn't malicious, like you said, but <laughs> it doesn't feel good mm. and it doesn't feel easy to explain yourself when they're sort of rushing people through as well so yeah that sounds like and with so many other people around because Mm. you know you might be able to explain to a nurse or to a clinician or an admin person at the site and trust that they will then treat you with respect once you've explained Mm. but I think there is that fear of if there's a big queue behind me and I don't know all those people and how they feel about LGBT people or trans people am I putting myself at risk by disclosing I think also a big part that's important for me about Rainbow Vaccine Week and some of these resources like the letter and fact sheet is that it's countering hesitancy from people who have gone and had their first dose and had a bad experience mm-hmm. or been misgendered or felt, uh, you know, traces of homophobia from the, from anyone in the crowd who's, who they've encountered. If they've had their first dose but now it's time for them to come get their second dose, there can be hesitancy if they've had a negative experience or misgendering as you've described. So this is a great opportunity for the Rainbow Vaccine Week, these pop-up hubs and the resources we're putting out for people who need that extra support to come and get their second dose after a bad first dose experience. Yeah, great. And um, I've also seen mentioned, um, you know, part of the the clinic is that it also addresses or hopes to address those intersectional things as well, like disability, race, um, medical trauma. Um, is there anything you'd like to add yes, on that? Yes, particularly at particularly at Drummond Street Services. Drummond Street Services has a long history of working with these communities Mm. uh, and it's a centre that's for and by community. So, for example, each night this week online, there are Q&A sessions run by Drummond Street and CoHealth for multicultural and culturally and linguistically diverse communities, Mm. particularly in the inner north with public housing towers and uh, with many multicultural communities, people with asylum seeker and refugee backgrounds, people who might want to come in and get the Moderna and don't have a Medicare card, for example, uh, are welcome at the pop-up clinics because that can be a barrier for people. And a lot of those culturally contingent barriers are there and often a very real and valid fear or distrust of large authority or of of government-sanctioned or state-sanctioned medical care, particularly depending on Uh, In a lot of our multicultural communities, we may have come from countries where you cannot trust or take government word um, around medical things as being safe and true. So being able to outreach with these community services that people are familiar with and feel trust and feel safe 
uh, is important across many different intersectionalities. Um, and you mentioned, of course, our disabled communities. Uh, Drummond Street Services is a very accessible building. It has the full ramp and, you know, sadly still in this day and age, so many buildings are not accessible. They have steps, mm. they have doorways that are too narrow or they don't have accessible bathrooms. Drummond Street Services does. So as a trusted site where people have often visited before for different services or events and know their way around and have and don't have to have that anxiety of navigating an environment that might be inaccessible if you're using a mobility aid or a wheelchair, for example, that's another great aspect of this pop-up clinic at Drummond Street. Mm. Great. I'm also wondering how many uh, doses you've got available or how many, you know, across the three locations are you hoping to do by the end of the week? Yes, so I believe current capacity is up to 80 doses a day at each site. Um, I know that that's the case at Drummond Street, um, and I believe it's similar at the other sites. Uh, We've had good attendance so far down at the Pride Centre, but there's still plenty more room if people want to come along. Mm. Uh, And so at the Victorian Pride Centre on Fitzroy Street in St Kilda, down on Boonwurrung Country, the pop-up clinic is running through until Sunday the 24th of October, Um, with Star Health uh, and you can either contact Star Health and book or you can walk just walk in. Uh, Drummond Street Services on Drummond Street in Carlton on Wurundjeri Country we have uh, currently running the vaccine clinic and we've got our special Rainbow Days on Thursday 21st and Friday 22nd of October. Um, Again you can contact Drummond Street to book or you can just walk up and your community health on uh, Bell Street Preston in Wurundjeri Country on Thursday, the 21st of October, is the Rainbow Vaccine Day. Um, and also at, at, at the Your Community Health site, there will be peer navigators there on the day who can also help with any assistance you need. Uh, and the other service at all of these pop-ups is that if you need to ask someone, how do I make sure that I've got my digital vaccine certificate? And how do I attach it to my check-in app or my Services Victoria app? All those kind of little details that for a lot of people are new. We haven't had to navigate a lot of these online things and QR codes and we might need someone to ask for help. Um, at a lot of the larger centres and clinics, people are very busy and not always able to answer those questions. Mm. Uh, but at these smaller sites with community members on hand, uh, we can help people navigate some of those questions as well. Fantastic. And I know TGV does a lot of uh, community work and work with um, helping people with the documents, things like that. Um where can people find your services and what, you know, obviously more specifically do you offer? Yes, so uh, all of our services, you can look at tgv.org.au and most specifically around documents and medical documents, we have a change of ID fund which can help people with the often difficult and expensive process of changing your birth, death and marriages ID so that you can then get a Medicare card and a driver's licence that match who you are. So we're always welcoming people to apply for that fund. And then throughout the year, we run an online peer support group called Transpire, where people can come and chat with other trans and gender diverse people about their lives in a friendly, non-judgmental environment. Throughout the pandemic, we've also been supporting several other peer support programs. And then as the world starts to open up again, we're hoping to have our regular in-person gatherings again. Um, And as well as that, we provide advocacy, consultancy and training services. So, for example, if someone feels that they get misgendered a lot in the workplace and feels terrible about it, uh, they can ask 
their managers or their HR to uh, hire TGV to come in and deliver that mm-hmm. workplace safety training. Uh, and often that's quite important because a lot of the barriers and discrimination we face, there's some that comes from hatred, that's true, but a lot of it just comes from ignorance. It comes from people not knowing and never having had the chance to learn how to interact with trans people with respect. So that's a training that we offer for trans communities and broader LGBTI communities to help them feel safer in their workplace, community organisation, uh, education setting, aged care settings and healthcare settings. Amazing. Um, anything else you wanted to add before we finish up? I guess just that, you know, what has also been so fabulous about Rainbow Vaccine Week is seeing all of these different community organisations coming together and working together. And that's something that's so beautiful to see in the community. So we've all got to get together, step up so we can step out, get the fab jab, especially for those who can't. Um, if anyone's interested in looking across social media at the hashtag fab jab and Rainbow Vaccine Week, you'll see some of the great stuff going on. And once uh, those who can get vaccinated have, we'll be able to start opening up and getting that community connection that we're all craving again. And that will just be, that will, I will feel over the rainbow when that happens. <laughs> That's so great. Thanks so much, Mama Alto, for joining us today. Thank you. It was a great pleasure. Let's all get the jab if we can. Not only is Vaccine Rainbow Vaccination Week available at Drummond Street, so you can also head to the Victorian Pride Centre on Fitzroy Street, St Kilda, on Monday 18 to Wednesday 20 October from 9 to 5 p.m., Thursday 21st of October to and Friday 22nd of October from midday to 8 p.m., and Saturday 23rd to Sunday 24th of October, and that's between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Book through Star Health, Star Health on 0388644331 and ask for a fab jab or VPC appointment. The Drummond Street services, more specifically 100 Drummond Street Carlton on Wurundjeri Country, um, Thursday and Friday, the 21st and 22nd of October, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, book at inquiries with an e at ds.org.au or phone 039663-6733. Walkups are also available. And your community health, 300 Belt Street, Preston. Wurundjeri Country also um, Thursday, October 21 between 9.30am and 4pm phone 038470 or visit yourcommunityhealth.org.au uh, At this one, the special peer navigators will also be available on the day for your assistance. So if you want to get your vaccine this week um, go and get it, uh, grab the hashtag FabJab and put it online and let other people know, other queer people, that they can go get it too. And what did you think of this special episode? Let us know at SinLoud, that's at S-Y-N-Loud. You can also check out uh, tgv.org.au to find out more about Transgender Victoria and uh, yeah, head to their Facebook page to find them and the organisations that are working with them to make this happen. You're here on Loud and Queer with me, Bailey, and uh, yeah, thank you for listening to the special episode, and thanks again, Mama Alto, for joining us. It was fantastic to speak with you.